Welcome back to The Lost Girls. We are Chris Edwards and Dr. Gabby Malcolm. And it's great to be back in your company. Mm, always Lovely a pleasure. to talk to you. Right, so what are we talking about today? Well, you're going to start us off with an examination of a very exciting drama series, mm. which is really uh, quite kind of um, groundbreaking, even though it's a historical drama series, and it's called Harlots, which is sort of self-explanatory, really, as to why it's breaking <laughs> ground. Well, Tell us about it. So I came across Harlots um, a little while back because um, my, my friend of mine said, oh, you have to watch this new show that's on BBC. You'd love it. Mm. And I went, oh, well, with a name like that, of course I would. She clearly knew you well. <laughs> um, and what it is, it's about, the main, it's about harlots in the 1700s or the 18th century, yeah. whichever way you want to phrase it, uh, London. Ooh. Yeah, we're in sort of 1760s London, mm. aren't we? It's yes. Kind of, so it's just pre uh, the French Revolution, mm -hmm. it's pre uh, a lot of the kind of changes politically and it's, um, we're in the reign, you know, we're in Georgian London. Yes, we're, with, we're frivolous, lustful Georgian yeah. London. But also quite, um, quite sort of down at heel because it's before there was the redevelopment of the city. Yes. Fully. It's before all that early, late 18th and early 19th century redevelopment of smartening up London. Yeah, so so when you when you're looking at this show, so how is this about two houses, two two brothels, um, with two madams that are in charge of these two brothels. And when you're looking at the the aesthetics, the scenery of it. I really love it. It is really dirty. Oh. It's really rank. The houses are crammed mm. and pushed together. Yeah. You can almost smell the sewage and the and the, the rubbish yeah, on the all ground. That. It's all open sewers. Mm. It's all yeah. But in, in this case, you've got Lydia Quigley. Yes. Who played beautifully by Leslie Man. Manville. Absolutely wonderful, yeah. Leslie Manville. So she has risen through the ranks and she has a, yes. a wonderful house. It's all nice and modern and pretty. Mm. She has one of those newly developed parts mm -hmm. of the London Square. Exactly. Yes. And then you have the other madam, who is Margaret Wells, who is trying to get a little bit of a leg up in the world. Yes. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> and try to. Uh, and, covets the uh, house in the same area as Lydia Quigley yeah. and then they would become rivals yes um, and that is the premise of the show really yeah. everything else is just bonus yeah it's this ri rival houses of two madams very clever very industrious yeah they are it's it's and it's that wonderful there is a wonderful dynamic of having uh, Samantha Morton mm. as Maggie and Leslie Manville as Mrs Quigley as these really, really like, I mean, mm. completely scene-stealing actresses whenever they're on screen. <laughs> and, and I think this topic of show needed that. It's mm. very hard-hitting. Mm. It does sort of, there's some scenes in it where they, they hit yeah. you right in the stomach. It makes you feel a little bit sick oh, yeah. and a little bit sort of, 
dizzy because you, you can't imagine the lives of these women and they needed I'm so glad they picked Leslie Mando and Samantha Morton as these main yeah. characters because they almost in the same way that they in the show are these maddens that hold yeah. everything together as actresses they seem to be steering the yeah. younger actresses through their yes, roles because yeah. pretty much everybody else is younger and yeah. you know all pretty and Green, yes. <laughs> well, it's that thing of them being in the kind of flower of their youth, mm. so they are worth the money. They're worth the money. And of course, girls were very, very young when they were first, as it's called, turned out. Yes. And there was no age of consent. No. So they were children. Well, there was, I've just read a description of, mm. a, of a time, there was a party at about this time, as yeah. I was researching this, where some described that the girls as young as eight or nine yeah. were flirting yeah. and converting with yeah. clients. Yeah. yeah. And then... It was just, yeah. you know, there was, there's, there's no way mm. of sugarcoating it. No. Historical dramas mm. have typically sugarcoated mm. the goings-on of the period. You know, even from the sort of dangerous liaisons. Oh, absolutely. All this of people who are, you're, you're dealing with adults, you know, courtiers, people who have agency. Mm. What we're talking about are the London streets mm. of the mid-18th century, and it carried on for decades. Mm. Like that, exploitation was the name of the game. And this is done very well in the series. So this is a series that came out in 2017, mm. finished in 2019. So there's only three Great. seasons. Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a closed book. Yeah, we Thank, love we, we that. love this. <laughs> this is we don't like it being cut off in its prime. No, and it doesn't. And we get disappointed. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to you, Mind Hunter. Yes, yes. But we like it if there's the arc and they transition mm. between the se- the seasons and mm. we get somewhere with the story. In terms of going back to Lesson Manville and Samantha Morton, having these very experienced actors, so, so I got to know Lesson Manville through Maleficent. Oh, she, yes, it's a Disney. Yeah, yes. so she played. Alternative storylines. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, she, so she played Flittle, which is one of the uh, one of the fairies that takes care, well, takes care of yeah. uh, poor Rapunzel. Of the little. Oh, no, no Aurora. 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 Oh, no, I got my Disney. Don't princess. get your Disney. wrong. Oh, my Ooh. goodness. <gasps> my daughters Good would God. lynch me. <laughs> They can't listen to this podcast. Exactly. They're, too, they're too young and innocent. So I started oh, delving into the background of Leslie Mamble because mm. she was very funny in that. And yeah. I discovered a couple of things. She is now in The Crown as Princess Margaret. Fantastic. Which is, yeah. I can imagine her being very good in that. I haven't watched it yet because I don't think that part's come out yet. No, it's about, it's due out yeah. soon, isn't it? Yeah. But uh, a programme that I discovered with is Mum on BBC Two, which is about a woman who loses her husband. Oh, yeah. yeah, I've heard good things about yeah. that, yeah. I mean, she's always been, you know, I think I've seen her on stage mm. at the National Theatre mm. years ago now. So, I mean, she's a very, very good, very varied actress. Mm. <laughs> and then Samantha Morton, um, she's one of the people that's made me cry. Well, she just <laughs> consistently knocks it out of the park. Yeah. As Debbie Curtis in Control, mm. Ian Curtis's wife. Yeah. You know, they're famously the Ian Curtis of of Joy Division, mm. who um, died by suicide. Yeah. Uh, she made me cry because the, the pain and the rawness that she had, and this is something she brings yeah. into this show. So seeing those two as leads oh, yeah. was so yeah. Oh. 
that's the thing about her performance. It is mm. there's a kind of heartache mm. in it, yeah. and you just you root for her. You hope for the best because, mm. of course, she has her lover mm-hmm. who helps her operate the brothel. Yep, and they have a little son. They do, yeah, together. So, um, and all the names escape me of all the characters apart from the main leads, but he is black yep. and he is like a you know um i mean that whole thing of like how they depict london of the mm. of the 18th century is really accurate mm. it's not the way london was depicted and historical dramas were depicted in the sort of 60s 70s and 80s london was a multicultural city bristol was a multicultural city <laughs> liverpool was a multicultural yes. city this is how it's been for centuries mm. and so she has and and he's like the kind of um he's sort of he's on the door yes of the, he's the bouncer of the basically house. yeah and they have a little son together who she's kind of cons- consistently like protecting him mm. from the life yes in the sense that like she wants a future for him doesn't she she does but at the same time yeah. she has two daughters from a previous exactly. relationship exactly she's had that she's had babies. to bring yeah. into the life yeah. just in, yeah. in, in in the first episode purely That's right, yeah. for, for monetary reasons absolutely the girls are turned out they're brought in because yeah. they're too valuable yeah. to not to not yeah yeah do this with yeah exactly that's the that's the that's their that's their commodity. Yes. Women were commodified. They were they were treated in this way. Mm. This is and this is where the kind of accuracy of this drama series is different from almost any other mm. that you've ever seen before. Because you can also see there's a juxtaposition between the two daughters of Maggie, who mm. is the one trying to get up in the world compared to Mrs. Quigley she, she has one son who yeah. is basically she is training and even though he is a bit of a wet yes, blanket he's, yeah. but, but, she, but for him it's about he is to take over yes, exactly. the world he's if going anything to happens be, he's going to procure he's going to pimp out yes. these women and girls yeah. so he doesn't actually what, what he gets mm. he gets gets the best pickings exactly. the other way around he does that thing it's that thing of mm. breaking in yeah the girls it's that thing i mean the the correlations and we'll come on to this in a little mm. bit more the correlations between this period in history yep. and the way in which um, human trafficking is mm. understood now and, mm-hmm. and the way in which the sex industry exploits people now, uh, the similarities are really chilling yes. and depressing because <laughs> so little has changed. Yep, there's not a lot of new things in the world. No, <laughs> the oldest profession is still the oldest profession. It's, yeah, yeah. So, so this is, that is the show. Mm. Now, there's some interesting tidbits that are, are going back to historical accuracy. Yeah, this is what they offer, yeah. Yeah, in the, in the first episode of Harlots, the first scene, actually, they are all at a flutter. Yes, oh, the flutter. that's right, all yeah. All at a flutter, they're running around with this, this little brochure, this little pamphlet. Yeah. And it turns out it is the Harris List of Female Sex Workers, referred to as the Covent Garden Ladies. Yes. And it is a list of sex workers, rather than that's how they refer to it, rather than prostitutes. 
Yeah. Uh, and it was published from 1757 to 1795. It is not the first list, because you've looked at some of the previous No, I've, I've looked at some previous lists, yeah. Mm. We'll, we'll backtrack a little bit mm. to the Restoration mm-hmm. in the 17th century with, obviously, the Merry Monarch himself, yes. King Charles II, who was famous for his... Uh, you know, for his the, the kept women mm-hmm. that he had. He was obviously again famous for his associations and his friendships. We know about Nell Gwynn, we mm-hmm. know about the kind of famous mistresses that he mm-hmm. had. Uh, Barbara de Villiers, another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but the whole uh, kind of arrangement of things in Restoration London uh, that that kind of came into being once his reign had begun. Mm-hmm. It, it always goes hand in hand with theatre. It does, are, yes. We are huge, uh, uh, we are both, Chris and I are both huge fans and practitioners in theatre. Mm-hmm. That's been our kind of background. And it always was that <laughs> whole thing that I used to have to explain to students. The, the association always between uh, di- sort of dissipation and decadence <laughs> in the theatre. You know, right back to ancient Greece, you know. Well, even going back, just slipping back into the harlots yeah. a bit as well. Slipping <laughs> back into harlots. Um, but all of the houses of ill repute yeah. were surrounded around the theatres. The yeah. Yes, the theatre, mm. you see, it goes hand in hand with the idea of a city in England, mm-hmm. a city is was traditionally designated. It's not not so much now with modern cities. Mm-hmm. They, other places can have city status, but the city was designated as a place in which there was a cathedral, a consecrated high church, mm-hmm. Canterbury, York, uh, Ely, mm. um, Bath, <laughs> you know, London, all the yeah. different cathedrals in London. And you couldn't have either a theatre or a brothel within the boundaries of a city, which is why you have these districts in London where they all congregate. Like Melbourne. Like Melbourne, mm-hmm. like uh, Moorfields, yep. Sp- Spitalfields, the South Bank, Southwark. Yep. In Shakespeare's time, Southwark, where the Globe Theatre mm-hmm. was, and you had also the Southwark Stews. The mm. stew was the was the euphemistic word for a brothel. So it's always gone hand in hand. You have to be outside of the city walls. Mm-hmm. This is why you always have, you know, the cluster of um, sort of satellite brothels <laughs> around yeah. cities in England. Mm. Which is very interesting. I'm, mm. I am now going to go and have a little look at the maps. <laughs> what we're going to do is, I think this will be a really good future mm. show, won't it? This kind of like the topography of prostitution and of, you know, this this kind of, this the way in which uh, mm. the infrastructure was all about the sort of people who visited the cities for different reasons, who worked there, mm. who, you know. So this has always gone hand in hand. So back to my original point about the restoration. Yes. <laughs> so the city of London, um, obviously you had the Great Fire of London in 1666. You then had some reconstruction. And the reign of Charles II was... Um, there was both a, a wider availability of printed material and publishing, mm. 
Mm. And obviously that just grew and grew and grew into the 18th century. And as we know, publishing is either a Bible or... Yeah, pretty CD. much, yeah. 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 <laughs> CDs, yeah. It's like, maybe they, they throw a bit of poetry in there. Maybe, maybe. a bit of maybe. You know, classical poetry. Uh, the odd Shakespearean mm-hmm. sonnet. But in the reign of Charles II, you had the, the, the directory known as the Wandering Hall um, that was supposedly an expose of the London sex trade mm. but the lists that were used in this were very specific <laughs> as to where you would find these houses these women where the best prostitutes might be found so it was kind of done under that guise a little bit like craft ebbing yeah yeah in the pre- in our previous program yeah. it's done under the guise of being like a kind of prim and proper useful, useful. guide avoid these areas yes. <laughs> oh yes if you must go down to spitalfields or to suburbs please avoid you know this street and this courtyard you absolutely must not yes. go and visit the ne- halls of spitalfield no yeah. no which are in this house yes <laughs> We have, and we have a wonderful publication from 1691, which was, and this is a very long title, a catalogue of jilts, cracks and prostitutes, night walkers, whores, she-friends, kind women and other of the linen-lifting trade. And that was the title of one of the guides from 1691. It just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Does, it doesn't it? Although I like the linen lifting trade. I like linen lifting trade. <laughs> that could well be the title of this podcast. Mm, I think so. Episode. Either that or night walkers. Night walkers. Mm. She friends. She friends. What All is she friend? I want to know now. Well, I think that's that's uh, as I think that might be to distinguish the she friend from the he friend. Ah. Actually. Because you had, of course, your Morley houses as well mm. from the 17th into the 18th century. A lot of uh, where do you go after you've been a boy actor and they let women on the stage? You oh see. no! What do you do with uh. your 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 masculine feminine persona? You mm. see, this is where this kind of like that whole thing of like the suspicion mm-hmm. that is attached to actors oh, well. and is still with us today um, so so we so we have um, we do have a a consistent mm-hmm. um, uh, like kind of way of like uh, acknowledging that this trade is going ahead and that it is somehow you know a legitimate thing mm-hmm. even though it's looked down upon in Harris's lists you had that um, the, the status of women didn't you you had the oh, status yes. from the low-born errant drabs mm-hmm. as they were known to the the more well-known courtesans Kitty Fisher being one of the famous courtesans true, yeah. Catherine Maria Fisher mm-hmm. who was is known as Kitty Fisher um, and, and not just not just the courtesans it was almost like mm. a trip advisor review because you had also had who they'd been with you, you, oh you, god the yeah the list does mention the clients as which well. is a good track and trace <laughs> isn't yeah. it it's a good track and trace they're like oh oh here we go the, the kings and yeah. the courtiers have been yeah. to this fine lady exactly. so therefore it is good yeah. for you fine sir yes or avoid, <laughs> mm, or avoid. if you know 
they got the king's evil. Yes, yes, yeah. yes the king's evil. The, the, the whole, yeah. Mm. But yes, the, I think the, the the Harris list. Now, the reason it's called the Harris list, we need mm. to go into mm, mm. why. Um, the, it was a there was a man called Jack Harris, and he was the head waiter at the at Shakespeare's Head Tavern. So Shakespeare's mm. Head Tavern was one of the two main haunts around yeah. the theatre district with yeah. the Bedford Coffee House. Yeah. And the, this was where you went in and you could it was those old gentlemen only allowed except Except for yeah except, certain women yes. actresses, actresses in inverted commas. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Um so they were entertained in these places. Yeah. Yeah. And we well, we can all imagine what the entertainment was. Yeah, it's yeah, it always yeah it goes yeah. hand in hand, doesn't it? Yeah. But Harris, and I do love this, he was a self-proclaimed Pip General of all England. Yes. <laughs> this, you see, this idea of branding. It's not new. It's not new. No. The 18th century had it locked down. Mm. You know, from like Beau Nash in Bath, mm. who was the master of ceremonies of the whole of Bath, mm. and. In, you know, wore 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 a dark coloured wig instead of a pale powdered wig. You know, <gasps> his own <Oof>. personal branding <laughs> through through the whole period. Mm. You know, so so, Mr. Harris mm. compiled a list of over four hundred known prostitutes in London, and we will mm. talk about this later. Four hundred is not a lot, so it's quite no, an exclusive no, list no. we're talking We've got about here. Stats. Yes. Yeah. So that's where the original Harris list came from. Uh, However, he did not print this list. No. So the the story is that the original author was supposed to be the poet Samuel Derrick, who was a known drunk and was very friendly with yes. Harris. So you had a little bit about. I do. The, yes. Yeah. Samuel Derrick was an Irishman, <laughs> an Irish, an Irish journalist, poet. Well, you see, writers at the time would mm. would describe themselves in all sorts of ways. <clears throat> Many, many of them were poets, but they were no <laughs> Alexander Pope, or you know, many were many wrote dictionaries, but they were no Samuel Johnson. This is the thing. It's like now a lot of people who who are bloggers or podcasters, yes. but they're not in our league. Well, sure, amateurs, exactly. <laughs> Uh, it was, and, and again, we're getting into this kind of linking mm. and association of the infrastructure of the city. Mm. Um, someone like Derek, you see, would have been uh, what, what's called a hack writer, which is used in this derogatory way. But it comes from the term hackney, which Ooh. is a type of horse, as in a hackney carriage. Yes. It's a horse that is unlike a farm horse or a sort of cart horse or a race horse, is a general all-purpose horse. So you apply that to a writer, you see, ah. that they're a general all-purpose, well-ridden, <laughs> well-used writer. See, I didn't realise that the word hack for writing was came this early on. Yeah, because, yeah. Because I yeah. obviously, I know hack writers as in like, from uh, some more like, American films and things. Yes. Oh, he's a hack. He's a hack. Yes. (laughs) And that's that thing of like the the, something that's hackneyed is Mm. overused now. Yeah. And is often derogatory. But in the 18th century, if you're a hack writer, it means you could turn your hand to anything. Oh. So yes, you could say you wrote poetry, but you also wrote a directory about all the best Mm. prostitutes. Yeah. Yeah. Jack of all trades. And yeah, and we love. You see, this is the thing. Every 
everything the word the name jack Mm. was an all-purpose name you see lots of stage (laughs) heroes were called jack Mm -hmm. lots of uh highwaymen and thieves you had jack shepherd was one of the most popular heroes on stage was based on a real person wasn't it wasn't it jack in titanic Ja- oh yeah, Jack. Yeah, so, 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 yeah. so still oh, there. Yeah, we all love a good Jack. Yeah, so we all love a Jack. Still lingering. Everybody, everybody liked it. And, and that's why Jack the Ripper, later, 100 years later, Jack the Ripper in London, called I'm Jack. And then the, we're, we'll get on to Weir Side. We'll, get, we'll, do, we'll do a whole Jack thing. We'll mm. jack you off in a future programme. <laughs> look um, out for that one. Look out for that one, definitely. But what you've got is uh, journalists like Samuel Derrick all-purpose writers mm-hmm. uh, related to the Grub Street district of Moorfields, which was an impoverished neighbourhood punctuated by these courtyards mm-hmm. and little narrow alleyways. Okay. So that was a place where prostitution, the sex trade could take place, you see. I can imagine that. Like, yeah. It's really narrow, dark alleyways. Yeah. You can just nip in nip out and it's again like to 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 take us Mm. forward it's like the east end of london Mm. in the 1880s that whole that whole period they did portray this just yeah keeping on the harless thing yeah they do portray this really well they They do do put they they show you these little tiny alleyways in there was yet again another historically accurate thing. exactly you see remove from your mind Mm. a london with wide streets that is not what London was. No. You know, Fleet Street, the Fleet is a river mm. that was that ran through London as a tributary of the Thames. These were houses built either side of a river, of, mm-hmm. of these narrow rivers. You had courtyards, think about mm. Dickens describes this really well in his novels, where you go into these alleyways and courtyards. Mm. It's like kind of going into these very higgledy-piggledy sort of like, you know, houses that were thrown up and erected out of timber frame. Mm. Not a lot of brickwork. Brick was very, very high high class. There's very few places in the UK that actually are still like the Chester's probably one of the few yeah, ones exa- that's got Yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. We're talking and parts of York. Yeah, 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 we're talking almost medieval builds. Mm. And even after the Great Fire, what replaced the kind of old mm. medieval city was a higgledy-piggledy 18th, 17th and 18th century city. Yes, a lot of the, mm. the, the smart areas were rebuilt with Portland stone, mm. the squares of London mm. were, were, were designated, but it was, a, it was a redesign of the city that took 150 years. So somewhere like Moorfields yeah. was still very down at heel. So I can imagine why it's called Grub Street. Yeah, okay. Grub Street is this, is this thing. You've got print shops mm-hmm. side by side with brothels mm-hmm. and taverns and coffee houses. Mm. Um, Samuel Johnson wrote in his dictionary the definition of Grub Street. It became a concept. He said originally the name of a street much inhabited by writers of small histories, mm-hmm. dictionaries and temporary poems. Whence any mean production 
is called Grub Street. So that whole thing of associating like that little a little district with a type of writing. Mm. So this is where the kind of Harris list is of its place and time. Mm. It sort of dovetails with that reputation. Mm. So, so that is where the Harris list was originated from, was mm. it? Yeah. And it's the London of, 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 of coffee houses mm. and of, of, of Alexander Pope. Mm-hmm. and Jonathan Swift you know uh, it's like brutal satire mm-hmm. and exploitation and it's obviously where you've got the no- novelists reflecting this mm. 1748 yeah. was, a big, was a big year for novels about awful goings on mm. um, you had published both uh, Samuel Richardson's episodic epistolary novel Clarissa about the heroine Clarissa Harlow Mm -hmm. Um, and also you had Fanny Hill anonymously published by John Cleland it was reputed to be as its subtitle says the memoirs of a woman of pleasure ah see it's the first pornographic novel in English. I think they did a modernised version of that on telly, didn't they? With, yes. with Billy Piper. Yes. 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 They did the whole they they, they revisited Fanny Hill yeah. a lot, a lot of times. But the original one was yeah. the, the original of the best, basically. It, was, it, it is it is actually very well written. It is very well mm. written. Um and it's very, very revealing. It it goes into all different varieties of sexual activity. Mm. It goes into the structure and uh, culture mm-hmm. of the brothel, and uh, discusses contraception oh. as well. Um, Which they should do. Contraception she, yeah. is key. Fanny Hill was a sponge girl. She uh, had a, a contraceptive sponge with the with the uh, vinegar. I don't know if they used vinegar. That, yeah. someone, someone Some of them used did, vinegar. Yeah. Vinegar douches. Yeah. Well, <laughs> bring, brings tears <laughs> to your eyes. Don't want to think about that. Think that. <laughs> but she kept, Fanny Hill kept her contraceptive sponge in the uh, little, in the bedstead. In oh. like a little, where there's the little kind of um, knob yes. on the top of the bed. Yeah, yeah. That unscrewed and she had her contraceptive sponge in there. Oh, I'm sure yeah. that's hygienic. No, not, not at all. <laughs> not in any, yeah. We'll so get this, on to that. Yeah. So, so this is this is all pre uh, pre Harris really because it's 1748. Yes. So yes, so we, absolutely. So all this yeah. literature about prostitutes and almost this mm. list, this TripAdvisor list, mm. where they were always there and established. And whoever wrote the Harris list just basically picked up on a trend and went with it. Exactly. Yeah. This is the thing. I think it. You know, it's like it, it was all that thing of. Um, the commercial side of it, mm. uh, of print culture, yeah, yeah, and of the sex trade, mm. and it's the it's the marriage between the two. It's a little bit like when somebody, after all these Craigslist and TripAdvisor, somebody went and made Airbnb. <laughs> well, yes, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> they went, they went, they, they took it one step further. Yeah. Oh, I've got, we've got all yeah. these different lists. Yeah, let's make Airbnb. Let's, let's consolidate make, this. Consolidate yeah. into one functioning guidebook yeah. 
for the, for the distinguished yeah, gentleman exactly. visiting yeah, the gentleman of taste. Mm. Oh God! <laughs> um, but isn't it interesting how there are so many similarities mm. with 18th century culture, with the with the with the explosion of print culture, mm-hmm. and you can look at that comparatively with the explosion of the internet in the last 20 years. So we've got a lot of similarities, and and this is what I've always felt that we're not encountering anything new. No, we've just forgotten about the yeah. old. we've forgotten about <laughs> the old stuff. It's that whole thing, like with the whole Facebook thing. Mm. Facebook started out as a type of Harris list. It was, of yes. Of judging yeah. college girls. By their attributes. By their attributes. And now it's, it's, it's a branch of publishing, mm-hmm. but n- nobody has reminded <laughs> the people that operate it um, that you're in publishing mm-hmm. and that there are consequences and rules. and rules to what happens and what goes yeah. out there. So in the 18th century, they were far less naive, as yeah. Johnson writes, temporary poems, you know, this disposable culture, you know, that print matter can just be, you know, shredded and burnt and burnt and put away yeah. and then you know but but in terms of the kind of digital culture mm-hmm. you're publishing these things you have to be prepared you've got to be able to you know mm-hmm. make this evaporate somehow mm. that's a very interesting point actually it's very interesting yeah. i think the correlations are really really important now there's a very important factor mm-hmm. that is attached to harlots isn't there yes. and that's with the opening titles mm-hmm. of what is reflected in the opening titles what are we told about um that in the london of ah, the time yes. london is booming yes the narrator they say yeah and and we 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 this statistic comes up on the screen that one yeah. in five women in london, in london. were in some way uh, attached to prostitution or being yeah, a fallen woman. Yes, a fallen with one woman. in five. <laughs> Let that sink in for right. a minute. So let's have a look at that. So, if looking at so the Harris list and that statistic, Harris list small. The, the yeah. statistic they they do believe that thirty to fifty thousand women at any one point yeah. were involved in some form of prostitution. But you were looking into what does yeah. that mean? It's a very elastic term. Yes, prostitution <laughs> in the eighteenth century still is still is really. Yeah. First of all, prostitution wasn't illegal. Still isn't. Still isn't. Trading sexual favors for money is not mm. illegal. No. Um, it, it doesn't matter what anybody says, you actually can't make it illegal. You can't police it, you can't legislate for it, you can't do anything about it. So, it's the trappings and the associated culture around prostitution that is illegal. Yeah. So the kind of living off immoral earnings, mm-hmm. running a corrupt, bawdy house. Not paying your taxes. Not paying your taxes, soliciting, mm-hmm. so going out and, and you know, they should, they've only recently, it's not been historically, it, the curb crawling thing mm. of men on the prowl for sex ha, has in some places been made illegal. Yeah. So it's always this kind of localised mm. thing, like bylaws and local mm. council directives about the control of prostitution. So in terms of all these numbers that we're yeah. looking at here, it just sounds like it's an extreme end of the spectrum, yeah, but actually... It, yeah, it sounds like it's everywhere. 
the top, the sort of top, in terms of like, I, I, I listened to the report that the um, Radio 4 programme mm. more or less offered up. Mm-hmm. And this is where they kind of do a deep dive into the statistics that are offered and into these kind of numbers. And um, it's it was more a case of 50,000 women who could be at some point or other in their lives be engaged in um, the sex trade or were unmarried women cohabiting or were mistresses who were being kept and having their rent paid by men. So it wasn't necessarily, you come with yes. me, you come with me, <laughs> and then we will do the uh, whatever, the yeah. horizontal tango, yeah. whatever we want to call it, yeah. sex, we're going to have sex, sex. and then sex. I will hand you some money yeah. and walk away. Yeah. It could be it's, a variation yeah. on it's, the theme. It's very, very, all very kind of blurry and not specific. In terms of um, the historian Dan Cruikshank, who's a historian of the 18th century, um, he said that it was the idea of that the perception then, that categorisation of one in five women comes from that period. Mm. So it comes from um, that kind of idea of like the kind of sex trade, the writing about the sex trade then, and the fact that... Mm. um, so in terms of the uh the the proportion of women who are engaged in the sex trade um in in Dan Cruikshank's, uh, he, he writes in The Secret History of 18th Century London, mm-hmm. his really well-researched study, that uh, a, a magistrate of the time described the numbers more in line with about 3,000 women. And if you think about the proportion of the population mm. at the time, we're talking about a, a national population that's you know that is in like the kind of is more like the kind of 10 million people as opposed to what we have now well that goes more in line with harris's Mm. list and the actual named with women as compared to yeah the the, so it was if it had been 30 to fifty thousand, there would have been five thousand women yes more more it's more a case isn't it of the description of women's lives, Mm -hmm. this one in five number. Which is not always a nice read. Yes. Yeah. It it reflects the precariousness Mm. of women's lives, what they were vulnerable Mm. to. So the fact that if if your fortunes, if your situation slipped below a certain level, Mm -hmm. that there were very few options for you. And you sort of slid into this category of a fallen woman or a yeah. prostitute or a, or a sex yeah. worker, even, yeah. though, even though it was just the fact that you lived with someone that you weren't married yeah. to. And there's a very interesting thing that was brought up in Harlots was this mm. town and country, yeah. the country girls coming in, being very vulnerable and then yeah. being pulled into this, this sort of scene. So mm. one scene, and Mrs. Quigley has to acquire mm. an innocent. Yeah, exactly. This is, and this really reflects uh, Fanny Hill mm. from the 1740s, John Cleland's novel 
Samuel Richardson's writing, this idea of these innocent girls mm. up from the country. It became actually a kind of standardised sort of fetish amongst the clients. Which is sort of reflected in mm. the Harlot scenario a, yeah. a, a couple of decades later. Mm. But it's something, they, it's something yeah. that just happens, it's something yeah. that people want. I mean, the town and country divide in 18th century culture, it, you see it in the theatre of the time, you see it in something like She Stoops to Conquer, mm. Goldsmith's play, you see it in Sheridan's comedies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you even you see it in Jane Austen's novels in the early nineteenth century. Well, if you look, just look at Pride and Prejudice yeah. and, the, and the shame um, of her sister running away. Exactly. Yeah. This and and the and the background context to Sense and Sensibility mm. is of Willoughby's seduction of an innocent yes. girl. These young men who were these the rakes who went around, you know, exploiting, seducing coercing women to run away with them to with the prospect of marriage these forced mm. marriages forced these abductions things like this this was a this was a thing in the 18th century so when you're looking at these 30 to 50,000 women it was mainly mm. mainly tragic stories of people yeah. that were actually coerced yeah. into something or were just basically not what was a good woman yeah and they're women if they're 9 or 10 years old this is this as is well. the worst bit as well. That that is this part is, of the statistics. Yeah, society really is really really shitty. Yeah, and it hasn't changed much. So, <laughs> so, so looking just mm. this is why Harlots was a bit of an eye opener because I was yeah. comparing it to. Um, I was looking at Harlots and I was looking at this whole scenario with the brothels, with the the innocent mm. women, with the, the girls on the street, and then looking at some of the statistics of actual modern day yeah. uh, sex trades and sex trafficking and things. It's not, nothing's changed. No, the modern no. slavery thing that mm. yeah, of, of the way in which girls are coerced young people. Well, they're tricked in the same mm. way as in Harlem. These women are coming into mm. the cities to become maids or, yeah. or nannies yeah. and it's exactly the same line that's still being used with women from Eastern Europe yeah. with, uh, and from other parts of the world who say, what, well, come to England a nanny when yeah. made and then they arrive and it's not what happens the, what we have to re- understand that the basis of capitalism whether it was slavery mm-hmm. and prostitution in the 18th century or whether now it's the trafficking exploitation of people other other branches of slavery now mm-hmm. capitalism lives off the exploitation mm. of human beings and the most vulnerable the youngest human beings most disadvantaged. This is why. <laughs> this is why I'm a socialist. Anyway, um, but but I think that's a really that's a really valuable lesson. However depressing. However depressing. We're not going to pretend no, that these not, are not going to be depressing. No, no, no. Because I think the most important thing about looking back into history and looking at these. This is why I liked Harlot so much. Yeah, they didn't yeah. steer away from the depressing. They exactly. didn't steer away from yeah. the fact. There's no roast into the glasses. There's no like, no, oh, no, back no, in no, the no. day. Ooh, ooh, uh, and all this kind yeah. of gosh, golly, and you know. And there's parallels with so many ages, yes. and so many, and even to our modern world. So in our musings, we do, yes. we do, we are, we do not put roast into glasses on. We do, no. we do hit hit it hard. There is a certain kind of like, there is a sort of symmetry here with it and, you know, this is what we're going to explore in future, future Mm. episodes. 
the symmetry between the yeah. now and the then. I think the takeaway is, as Dan Crickshank mm-hmm. said, he said it was an absolutely awful time to be a woman, the 18th century. Well... You know, hopefully the only way is up. Let's keep improving. Let's, Let's keep, keep striving, up. sisters. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.